Welcome to How We Got Here. I'm your host, Stephen Vargas, and this show focuses on news stories of the day, month, or millennia, and tries to give it context. Why? Well, because nothing happens in a vacuum. Welcome back to another edition of How We Got Here. If you visited our blog, you would have noticed that we've done a slight change, uh, trying to make the blog more streamlined, and it has some blog posts, and both podcasts are available to stream there. And I know there hasn't been much in the way of blog posts lately, but I hope to change that. With that being said, I wanted to explain some things that have happened recently. As I am out of work, I am filling up hours of my days doing and prepping content for both shows. It's been nice to kind of get back into it, uh, not having to split my time with my day job in this. However, I would love to ask you guys for some help. If you guys can help donate to keep the show going, as I've said before, I would love to do this full time and not go back to the daily grind. I don't mind it, but I just know what I want to do and, well, this is it. And if you could help uh, keep the lights on so I can, you know, make more and increasingly better content, that would be appreciative. However, I know finances are a bit tight, so if you can help us out financially, maybe you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can review shows on uh, CastBox and Spotify now allows you to rate shows. So help uh, get the show noticed, and I can only succeed if you help me out. It is all appreciated. Now, with all that out there, let's get on with the show. Recently, Star Wars' Obi-Wan Kenobi co-star Moses Ingram, who plays the third sister in the series, was receiving racist threats against her. Of course, on social media. No one has the balls to do it to anyone's face. Which is why social media is prime real estate for trolls. Many have uh, such small penises and they can't get laid that they take to social media to feel like, you know, a big person. Now, it's one thing if you, do, if you don't like the person as an actor. I'm not, the first two episodes were a little one-dimensional in regards to uh, Third Sister, but I, in the third episode, a little more subtle. Um, I, liked, I liked the performance a little bit better. Now, some usually say, I don't have to be an actor to know a bad one. You kind of do. How many shows have you done? I'm not talking about television, and I'm, I'm including theater, uh, films. Many people say they can act, and oh my god, they cannot. Uh, the worst part is that some think they're actually good. Now, this isn't something new in the fandom world. Many franchises suffer the racist backlash under the guise of fandom. Star Trek has gotten a lot of, a lot of it with Star Trek Discovery. The actress that plays Michael Burnham gets a lot of it. And if you can't talk about someone's overall performance without mentioning their race... It makes you a bit of a racist. Star Wars fans got really toxic over the course of the last trilogy. Moses isn't the first. Daisy Ridley and uh, John Bodega and Kelly Marie Tran were ridiculed with sexist and racist comments on social media that they left it. Both were proud to be a part of it, only to hate the fan base for their hatred of them. And not just characters but downright vicious personal attacks. Back when social media began on the internet, 
everyone said it would be a public square for people to reach out and talk, share common interests, expose people to new ideas. Instead, we got a divided culture. People that enjoy things for what they are, while others only exist to keep people down. Shame them for their heritage, sexual identity, or just the color of their skin. While social media gives everyone a bullhorn, it doesn't mean everyone deserves one. Fandom is obnoxious now. When I went to the San Diego Comic-Con in 2010, it was when the uh, cast of The Avengers was announced. As I didn't make it to the event because I just couldn't get in, I heard of a story of someone getting stabbed over seats in Hall H. People that were in attendance looked around confused. This isn't the event that would have those type of people. However, since it was a huge event, there were a lot of people just there, but not really fans. Quickly, people began to say these weren't our people. These were the people that love the stuff we like. Uh, these were people that didn't belong. They w that is what social media is to our society. We hear people complain that too many toxic people are on social media and they want them banned only complain that they hear too much from their political opposites. We need our own place, a place that like-minded people can talk and not have, quote-unquote, outside influences in their conversation. And the problem that many people who use social media don't understand how it works, which is generally boomers and Gen Xers, even some millennials. Many conservatives claim that Twitter skewed too liberal, and at the same token, liber liberals thought it skewed too conservative, well, there was a little thing that people don't understand because of those, because of those people intellectually that they didn't understand it. How can I say this? Because many of those people that are complaining intellectually peaked in high school advanced physical science. Now, it's called an algorithm. The way these sites work was... I would show you what other people thought, said, believed to give you more of a well-rounded view. Unlike Facebook, it was designed to show you alternate points of view. On Facebook, they hoard out their feeds to anyone willing to pay them money. Now, while liberals clamor for locking down opinions they don't like, if you took five minutes to get into your settings and block certain keywords, well, then you could have a better experience on social media. Like I do. Well, for the most part. But that algorithm does find a way around it. And if you follow certain people, sometimes they show you comments from other people you don't follow because someone you do does. And it's mostly a Twitter thing, but Instagram is getting into it a bit. As an ex-girlfriend of mine once called Facebook Fakebook, people give you those picturesque images of their family, lifestyle, their lunch, in hopes of making people wish they had your life. And it's very true. I've caught myself on a few occasions feeling a bit envious of other people, wondering how a married couple took a trip to Hawaii when one works as a retail manager at a clothing store and the other is a barista at Starbucks. But it's like those house hunting shows. People with low-paying jobs looking for a house with a one-five, you know, million-dollar budget. He's a teacher from a Chicago inner-city school and she braids people's pubic hair and they're looking for a beachfront property. Like the infamous meme, I was on a bus this morning and I saw a guy with an iPhone 7. 
I would never date a guy with an iPhone 7. And some dude replied, bitch, you on a bus. Social media allows us this freedom to make, us, to make ourselves someone who we aren't. And we have no accountability. Young girls are getting stalked by people on social media. You block them, but since all you need is just an email to start a new account, and Gmail offers plenty of those, boom, you're back to stalking them again. Well, what's the solution? Now, the First Amendment doesn't apply because you're a fucking moron, if you think so. The First Amendment starts off with, Congress shall make no law, means the government can't ban you. That does not apply to private companies. Companies like Twitter, Meta, and YouTube can block the shit out of anyone. It's their right as a private company. You know, like those restaurants that can deny service to anyone they choose? That's why your job can fire you for saying racist shit. Freedom of speech isn't freedom from consequence. And those uh, people that say your work can't infringe on your right to free speech, then why do non-disclosure agreements exist? People like Elon Musk wants to return Twitter to the whole public square concept. It's nice in theory. Anyone can say whatever they want. No censorship. Yet many conservatives like Truth Social will ban your liberal ideology. Doesn't sound very open, does it? But if, but if you say anyone can post anything, so racist remarks are cool? Okay. Obviously, anti-LGBTQ speech is cool too. Anti-Semitic comments are covered too. Cool. What about pedophile comments? Like it's okay for older people to have sex with underage kids. Is that cool? And if you're a right-winger, isn't that your whole bag? Going after pedophiles? Get those groomers? If you ban them from making a statement, then you're not truly open. People love to say anarchy should be the law of the land. Well, it's cute in theory, but it will never stay that way. Humans are predisposed, predisposed to follow a hierarchy. Eventually, there has to be a leader or someone that wants to be. Then you cease to be an anarchist. There has to be a line. There have to be rules. If you get offended because someone said socialism is the way to go, get over yourself. If you get upset because someone wants to vote for Trump in 2024, just grow a pair and get over it. Living in one's echo chamber isn't good for society. It isn't good for you. If you want people to grow the fuck up, then link their social, like, then link their accounts to other profiles that show your fucking face. People can fight online. It's stupid, but you can. But social media doesn't need to be a place for racist, xenophobic, homophobic, toxic people. Many of these trolls do it for attention. Why? Because they don't have a, anything in real life. Like those people that walk out in public with an AR-15. They want people to respect them because no one will do so otherwise. And if you see someone trying to bait you, ignore it. Trust me, that drives them so fucking crazy. In my opinion, social media gives everyone a voice. But no one stopped to ask, should everyone have one?
Thank you for joining me for this episode of How We Got Here. This podcast is part of the Gen Xer Pod series. Hope you join us next time. So until then, we have a blog, thegenxerpod.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at thegen underscore xer. And if you would like to help keep the show going and expand our reach, you can donate. So you can drop a donation at my PayPal. Just head over to thegenxerpod.com and click on our donate button. Want to tell me how things are going? You can email the show at themailbag at thegenxerpod.com. I also do a couple of other shows. There's a Gen Xer podcast, which you can find along with this one. And there's a pair of geek-related shows. One is The Lazy Geeks and a Star Trek-centric podcast, The Away Team. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. So until then, when you hear a story in the media, check it out first. No one likes an uninformed opinion. That's unless you're on TikTok or Twitter. <laughs>